Where are all my lady listeners at? Because I am talking to you. Is your time of month an easy breezy situation? Or are you like me and for about a week before your period starts, all you want to do is stay in bed and also eat anything and everything. Or maybe you're experiencing the joys of menopause or that sneaky bee perimenopause. Well then ladies, you've got to try Hormone Harmony. Hormone Harmony is made by the Happy Mammoth Company, which I've been a big fan of for a while now. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called aptogens. Now, here's the beauty about aptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold like hot flashes, night sweats, racing thoughts, low moods, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, no desire to be in bed with someone. You know what I mean? Yes. Hormone harmony can help with all those things. And the biggest benefit is feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 17,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code CLINK at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use code CLINK for 15% off today. CLINK CLINK ladies. Fun fact, listeners. Actually, not so fun fact. Did you know we're eating and drinking roughly a credit card's worth of plastic a week? Yep, that's right. The products we're using every day are ultimately contaminating our water supply, generating hundreds of microplastics that we end up ingesting. So Blue Land set out to do something about it by eliminating the need for single-use plastics in the products we reach for the most. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful, cohesive design that look great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Refills start at just $2.25. You can even set up a subscription or buy in bulk for additional savings. It's really a game changer because it's such a space saver in my crazy life. No more bulky bottles of liquid filling up my cabinets and my Costco cart. I love it. And you will love this. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this. blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash clink to get 15% off. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, White Wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like White Wine, True Crime, and In Bed by Nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are Housewives of True Crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. Bonus. Oh, no, it's not bonus. bonus. It's fucking not a bonus. (laughs) It's the real crime. I got a bonus on the brain. You got what on the brain? (laughs) Not a boner. (laughs) Don't. (laughs) It almost came out like that. 
<laughs> yeah, I know, I know. We're so mature. Oh my God, you guys, we're starting this one off. Woo! Woo! Like we already drank too many cocktails. That's right. But we haven't. So thank you so much for listening, guys. We appreciate you joining us for the seven minutes of what we have going on in our lives, which is not a lot. <laughs> what do we have going on in our lives, Tabitha? Well, not that much. Tell me. Well, Tell me. today I had a play date come over. Okay. Okay. This is, I did want to tell you this. So my daughter has a friend come over and she's like, Hey mom, can I download this app? And it's so appropriate for our show. She says, I said, what is it called? You know, I'm, I'm sketched on these apps. I don't know. She's like, it's called ghost detectives. Oh, already. I'm like, Hmm. I don't know about that. That's funny. Cause I think, yeah, sounds safe. (laughs) is that the difference between you and me yeah and her friend is like I have it and I'm like yeah I I still need to look into this so it uses your camera which I don't like oh I don't like that and you go around your house and it picks up spiritual activity and I'm not telling it's not for kids it's like supposedly actual. So then I started reading some reviews on this app and people say they've really seen their loved ones. You believe? Well, no, I don't. But also I am not for anything that won't keep your kid sleeping in their own bed. Well, that's what I thought. So I'm now like, okay, it seems all fun and games when your friend is over here, but come darkness and you're going to jump in my bed. Yes, because she's going to see some sort of fictitious ghost in my house. Right. And it's going to say, hey, I'm your grandma because everybody has a grandma that just died. And -hmm. then you're going to be like, holy shit, grandma's living in our office. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I ixnayed that. It's it's new construction, Kyla. She can't really pull that. If you have that on your side. It would be really amazing if grandma made her way all the way over here. Right, right, right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Currently in my house, we have a chart going because I was so desperate to get some sleep because I was so tired from my trip that I agreed to buy my kids a goldfish. Oh, you did? If they slept in their beds for seven nights in a row. And? and, you know, my kids are such manipulative little S-H-I-T-S that they are like, they jump in my bed every night and go, oh, it's time for bed. Just kidding. We're going to get another star on our chart. We are only like four away now, mom. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I'm like, oh, see, who's scared now? None of y'all. Y'all are very capable of sleeping in your own beds. That's a good idea. I might do a fish too. I do think you have to clean the fishbowl every week and all that shit. I'm telling you, I was that tired. I put up a fight about this goldfish for like a year. But it's not that bad. It's actually, hamsters are easier than goldfish, to be honest with you. No, Mm -hmm. your hamsters are stupid. You don't have to do anything. Yeah, when I spend the night at your house, I have to hear him on the wheel all night long. Oh, I fixed it. Doesn't do that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Very busy. Yeah, they are busy animals. Intruder. Yeah, all night long. All night. All night. All night long. Well, you wouldn't mind if it was like singing that tune while it's on the wheel. No, I wouldn't. 
Okay. Do you mind if I tell you my crime? Do I mind? Do you mind? Hell no. I'm just going with it. All right. Let's do it. (laughs) All right. Okay. Tappy. Today. (laughs) Today, I'm going to tell you about Miss Anna Sorokin. Okay. Mm hmm. Anna was about as bougie as they come, especially for being only around 23 years old. Did it come from her parents or what? Well, I'm going to get to that. She she chartered private jets, worked out with a celebrity trainer, spent an obscene amount of money on maintenance, like $400 eyelash extensions, and... Ate at all the hottest places in New York City. You know the type, right? Sounds pretty dreamy, Gretchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So actually, Anna came from very humble beginnings. She was born in a small town in Russia where her father was a truck driver. That's like my dad. Shout out. That is like your dad. Shout out. When Anna was 16 in 2007, the family moved to Germany. After she graduated high school, she worked as an intern at a PR firm. And later she interned at a French fashion magazine called Purple. Have you ever heard of this French magazine? I have heard of it. Of course you have fancy pants. Well, I've heard of it, but I don't, I think I've seen one of them before. I think that it's the kind of magazine that people have on their tables that are fancy. That's the right. The kind of people that like attend fashion week and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, Anna thrived at Purple Magazine. Not so sure that they checked her references because when she started interning there, she went by the name Anna Delvey. And she put a little spin on her childhood when she talked about it with coworkers. Basically, she changed the part about her dad being a truck driver to him being a solar energy tycoon, hence making her a well-cultured trust fund kid. Oh. hmm According to acquaintances, she didn't advertise how much family money she had access to, but when pressed, she told them, She was looking to get her hands on around $60 million when she turned 25. That's a lot of money. That's a a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That is just a lot of money. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. By the way, if you have $60 million to give your kid, I suggest you wait until they're 30. I still think 25 is maybe too young. $60 million. Yeah, I don't know if people actually give that kind of money to their kids, even if they have it, if they're still alive. Well, it just yeah. doesn't seem like... Just don't give it to them all at once. Not at 25. No. Right? No. Okay. Listen, so Anna is portraying herself as this trust fund kid. And by all accounts, Anna really talked the talk. Here was this girl in her early 20s that knew all about hedge funds, art, fashion, and she was able to get super 
Chami with the higher ups at Purple Magazine. She was very cool in her days working at Purple based on her Instagram. She was the type that pulled off giant sunglasses in -hmm. pictures. I wish I had the face for that. Yeah, I think it's like so chic. But it just looks kind of stupid on me. It does. I just look like a I look like a fly. That's what I think. I look like a fly every single time I put them on. And it's because our faces are a little too narrow. Yeah. Well, she also posted pictures where she's with a group, but they all look like they're at some cool party and everyone's wearing black and no one really even bothers to smile for the camera. Mm-hmm. You know, I know. And you know she's fancy and smart because she posts a lot of pictures of art. Mm-hmm. That's what those kind of people do. Okay. She went to Art Basel. You know what that is? No, I'm not that fancy. Okay, listen. Art Basel is a total scene. It's this big art show every year in Miami where art collectors, hipsters, it's a whole it's, it's a, a whole thing. Okay. So Miss Anna had big dreams. She went around telling anyone who would listen that she was opening a private club. Her vision was something like the Soho House, but focused on art, too. Okay. I like it. You know what the Soho House is? It's like fancy club you go to. You can't take pictures inside. You cannot. You got to be a member. Yeah. You have right? to be a member. Okay. You can only go with a member. Yeah. So she wanted to call this the Anna Delvey Foundation, which is not a very cool name for a club. I never really understood that, but whatever. And it's a little narcissistic, would you say? Yes. People did tell this to her and she did not care for that advice when they gave to her. Okay. did read that. (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, you got to give it to her. The wheels were in motion. The owner of a prestigious building in New York City called the Historic Church Mission House was holding the 5,000-square-foot space for her to lease while she went through the process of getting the loan, which was happening. Mm -hmm. She had an architect start designing the space for just $22 million. Wow. All the renovations, right? That is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, wrap our head around this for a second. Here is this girl who acts some kind of way. Apparently, please and thank you were not in her vocabulary, but she was like the ultimate poser. And it seemed to be serving her. People were really buying what she was selling. She just would casually drop the not so fact that she was loaded and people just wanted to be a part of her future endeavors. She was surrounded socially by some of New York's most elite people like major art collectors, club owners, fashion editors, and she was pals with Macaulay Culkin. Oh, wow. You know, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. People love to social climb. That's true. And so they think that she has more than them, they're climbing the ladder. Right. Even though the ladder is to nowhere. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
I can't stand to be around people that don't say please and thank you. Cannot even stand it. There is no amount of, and I will call you out. There is no amount of money you can have that you are above saying please and thank you. Sometimes when I waited on snotty people and they would not say please and thank you, when I walked away, I would just say like, you're welcome. And they'd say, what? And I'd go, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said thank you. (laughs) I'm that bitch. Okay. That's the only time Gretchen will ever call out anybody is if they don't say please or thank you for any other thing, bringing her the wrong food, the wrong drink, treating her like shit. She won't call you out. But if you don't say thank you, bam, boom. Anna's persona, she also had this, she's international. You know, that makes you look fancy too. Well, that's why they didn't know that she didn't have $60 million in the bank. Right, right. So Anna was in the U.S. on a visa, so every now and then she would leave for a bit and come back. She didn't have a permanent residence anywhere. She just lived in hotels and associates' guest houses. One notable stay of hers was at Billy McFarland's loft. That might not sound that familiar to you, but Billy was the guy you might be familiar with because he was behind the Fry Festival that (gasps) Netflix did a documentary about. Yes, I remember. I did watch that. Everybody should. It's bananas. This guy is a total con artist. He basically sold tickets to an inclusive festival with supermodels and well-known bands and people flew to an island and then they were stranded, some without even drinking water. And there was no festival. He is also so narcissistic. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. So how ironic is it that Anna mooched off this douchebag? Well, you know, what do they they say? They off each other, right? Birds of a feather flock together. (laughs) Yes, yes. So she got chummy with him and asked to stay for a short period of time, which turned into four months. And it only ended because he moved his whole office out of the loft. It was the only way to get rid of her. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you can sort of see how someone like her would be able to pull off mooches like four month long stays at people's lofts. But how is she funding those $400 eyelash extensions and personal training sessions and private planes? Yeah, that's what I want to know. And how is the bank considering handing her over more than $20 million? I want to know that too. Well, Anna committed a lot of fraud. Fraud is the crime I'm going to tell you about today. I love crimes of fraud. Do you know that? We don't do enough. So I am. We don't do enough. This was up our alley, though. Yeah. Styly fraud. Okay. Styly fraud. And it's a woman. Woman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, how she did it was she started by opening some checking accounts at different banks, and then she would immediately write bad checks to the accounts and would pull out all the money before the banks discovered that the checks were bad. She did this like a lot. But how can 
I mean, that's crazy. They don't have like ways of re- like to be like, hey, Bank of America, I just got this. Well, check let's say from- even you you deposit a check for ten thousand dollars into your checking account, they'll maybe hold five. So she would just take the other five out right away. Okay. So she just did that a lot, and that's how she started to gain little stockpile of cash. Mm-hmm. So in the case of the $22 million loan, she produced fake European bank statements that said she was worth $60 million. But the bank still asked her to put up $100,000 for them to do due diligence. And at first she was like, no sweat. Let me just write some checks. Like, I know how to get $100,000 to you, right? Holy cow. So she was able to front that money. But when things weren't adding up to the bank and they offered to go to Switzerland to meet with her bankers over there, she said, oh, forget it. And just told them that she would get the money from her father. So they gave her 45K out of the 100,000 back that they hadn't used yet. Uh-huh. She had the idea. She was like, damn it. Okay. But then she had an idea. She would get the money from investors. She got wind of this Berkshire Hathaway, mm-hmm. a real big real estate firm, having a shareholders meeting in Omaha. Dude, don't you know all about this? Berkshire Hathaway that has the- I know Berkshire Hathaway is a real big deal. Yes, it's owned by, do you know? All the fancy pantses, like fucking Buffett. It's owned by Warren Buffett. Yeah. And he lives in Omaha, I think, or he has a ranch in Omaha. That's why they have their shareholder meeting in Omaha. Okay. And, you know, he lives in like the same house that he's lived in for since, I don't know, 1970. Wow. And he doesn't spend any of his money and he's got a shit ton. Yeah. Okay. Go on. Okay. So she gets this win. She goes up to Omaha. I mean, okay. this girl's not, so, she's pretty savvy. Oh, yeah. She thought to herself, shoot, I'm just going to get down to Omaha and extract some cash from that crowd. Right. As far as getting there, that's where the private plane came into play. She had met the founder of a new app called Blade Socially, which charters planes Mm -hmm. and talked her way onto the $35,000 flight without fronting a dime. Okay. Yeah. She's, she's, she's a fast talker. I think what they would call it these days, she's savage. Yeah. Well, listen, this is real recent. I'm going to take you right up to May, 2019. Holy heck. Okay. Wow. So I gather her New York City hip art girl charms weren't so enticing in Omaha because she didn't come back with the booty, the treasure, the loot, the money. Yeah. I mean, these people are real smart. They're like extra smart. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Can you just imagine her in her like all black, big glasses? I'm going to start a club. I'm going to name it after myself. I just need like $20 million. 
I am sure all these people are looking at her like, little girlfriend, come on, go back to your crib. Yeah, right. She's like, I don't have one. I just stay with people. I just stay at five star (laughs) hotels. Yeah. Yeah. So when this was happening, everything was starting to kind of unravel for little Miss Anna. She had checked herself into the ultra trendy 11 Howard Soho hotel. Mm. Was she a member of Soho? No, like Soho, the neighborhood in New York. Oh, okay. But Soho House does have hotels. That's why I was thinking. Oh, after 30 days, this new hotel, it's like a cool boutique hotel. This new hotel kind of wanted a working credit card on file. Mm -hmm. I mean, usually they do. Right. And Anna wasn't really a credit card girl. She got by with cash. She accumulated from writing the bad checks and also leaving others to pick up the tab. At one point, through all her creative financial juggling, she was able to get a bank to wire the hotel $30,000. So that bought her some more time, but the walls were starting to crash in. You see, the owner of the 11 Howard actually also owned the church mission house building that was being held for Anna's Foundation Club deal. But after holding it so long, he leased it to another party. Anna was real pissed about that. Okay. Okay. The thing about Anna was that when anyone insinuated something crazy, like they need a working credit card, she just threw a giant fit and acted super insulted. She would say things like, just because I'm a young girl, they don't take me seriously. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So despite getting the $30,000 wire, at one point, the 11 Howard wants more payment and they pack up Anna's shit and lock her ass out. Now, how Anna dealt with this was first, she spitefully bought the domain name of the hotel and all of the managers of the hotel's names. <laughs> okay. Super extra, right? I mean, really. And then she just dropped off her stuff at another hotel and made her way to the airport to go on a little vacay to Morocco. It's a good place to get away. Well, yeah. Anna took note from Chloe Kardashian and booked the exclusive La Munia Resort for her and her friends. The villa she rented runs about $7,500 a night. (laughs) In Morocco. In Morocco. That's like $25,000 a night here, right? That is crazy. Yeah. It's like a villa within this resort. It's like rated one of the top resorts in the world. Oh, I'm sure. And probably nothing comes with that. Not even breakfast. (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) Yeah. She's not cashing in her Weston coupons in the morning like we do. No, she's not. (laughs) No. Okay. Okay. Little side note here. By this time, Anna had earned herself a little reputation amongst hotel and club owners as the Soho grifter from skipping out on so many bills. Mm Mm-hmm. 
just a little backtrack. She actually had even at one point hired a publicist to throw her a birthday party and then proceeded to ghost all the vendors. Like the balls. My God. I know. This girl has collections of the yin-yang, man. Right? Okay. So because people were starting to talk, she wasn't so much the girl about town anymore, which she just told her friends was because of all the work she was still doing for her foundation. She was so busy, couldn't go out so much. Mm -hmm. She was really just hanging out with a small handful of people. So that's who she took with her to Morocco. Casey, her trainer, Rachel Williams, who was a photo editor at Vanity Fair, and Jesse, who was a friend of Rachel Williams, who was invited so that he could video the whole trip because she was making a documentary about the foundation club she was creating. Oh, my God. She is kind of like the Kardashians. Like they bring their own paparazzi. That's right. They do do that. Yeah. It's a good good plan if you can do it. (sighs) Okay. Well, Anna, as we know, has been scamming hotels and restaurants and mooching off of perceived wealthy associates, which is not cool. And it was catching up with her. But when she really effed over her little circle of friends with average incomes on the trip to Morocco, that's when shit got real. Now, I know all the details of this Moroccan excursion because I read Rachel Williams' book called My Friend Anna. My Friend Anna. Yes. So what happened was she asked her friends to come along with her on a all-expenses-paid trip because she had to periodically leave the country for visa reasons. Okay. They would do a little filming for her documentary. These friends believed she was a international heiress. Casey Duke, the trainer, had actually been paid by Anna. So why wouldn't she think Anna was legit? Side note, Casey, have you heard of Casey Duke? No. She boasts 57 celebrity clients on her website. I don't know who they are, but she says she has them. Aside from trolling her social media, I did see that she had pictures with Lenny Kravitz, who who doesn't love him, right? And she works out of Equinox in New York City. So, I mean, she's she's the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. And her body's amazing. She's like... Ripped. Real hot. Yeah. Mm. Trying to get there. (laughs) (laughs) It's a process. It's a marathon, not a sprinty. Uh, I mean, it might be a marathon that never gets finished. Never ends. That's what I'm finding. It's that hamster wheel. Yeah. Okay. So the little group heads to Marrakesh and is greeted with chauffeurs to their villa at the resort with a private butler and everything seems dreamy. But it didn't last long because Anna started having some issues with her credit cards. They did not work at all. So when the group went out and about shopping and dining, she just had her friends start a tab 
and was assuring them that when she got back, she would get them the money in the States. This was a lot for a photo editor to put on her credit card dresses that cost $1,100 and expensive meals. But that was really just the beginning. The managers at the resort began stalking the group because they did not leave a working credit card on file. Yikesies. Yikesies. Rachel ended up under pressure giving the hotel her corporate card to put a hold on the funds just until Anna straightened everything out with her bank. Which you can you feel for her in the book when she explains how this happened. It's like all these you're in a foreign country, all these managers are standing over you. Your rich friend is like, I will get this straightened out with my bank. It's just a hold. Oh, yeah. You're like, okay, no problem. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Casey, the trainer, ended up getting sick and booking herself a ticket home early. Rachel left the resort before Anna checked out because she had plans to meet friends in France. Jesse, the videographer, was stuck with Anna and he was over it. He took the whole documentary thing seriously. He's like a professional videographer. Mm -hmm. And when it came down to it, Anna was just less than enthusiastic or cooperative. And he just wanted to go home. But Anna held him hostage for a while saying, you can't book a flight out of Morocco with less than 24 hours notice. Which is just not true. He kept hounding her about his ticket home, and eventually she sent him to the airport with flight information. <gasps> but but when he got there, he find out it was bonk. Yeah, I'm sure. He had no way to get home. <laughs> yeah. So Anna Poor blamed guy. her assistant for canceling the booking. Mm-hmm. And after hours of being stranded at the airport, he managed to get it together and book a ticket for himself home. I'm sure that was not cheap. No, I'm sure. Last minute travel. Right. Yeah. I mean, and he's, you know, single guy, yeah, young guy trying to make it as a videographer in New York where everybody's broke. He's probably like had to call his mommy. I'm sure. Yeah. Meanwhile, in France, Rachel was in a pickle too because her credit cards did not work. She found out while she was there that the resort put the whole charge on her card, which was $64,000. Oh, oh my God. That was more money than she made in a year working as a photo editor at Vanity Fair, by the way. Oh my God. She is probably flipping the Oh, yeah. Sick to her stomach. So she called American Express and was fortunate enough to get them to agree to up her limit for her to get enough money to get home. Wow. Okay. Okay. So all the while, she's texting Anna, who is assuring her that a wire for the money plus some extra is on the way. So Rachel gets home and Anna is still traveling, 
But the texts are going back and forth between these two. Rachel is trying to play it cool because she wants the money. Like, yeah, she's grateful for the trip, but she just wants the money. Yeah. But at the same time, she, you know, she's desperate. She can't pay her rent. She urgently needs the money. So she reaches out to Casey, the trainer, and Casey tells her, oh, you haven't heard? Anna is all out of sorts right now because she lost her wallet and the Four Seasons in Casablanca gave her the boot. And Casey had to purchase Anna's ticket home on her credit card. According to Casey, Anna requested the ticket be first class. Oh, of course. course. Of course. So Rachel is like, WTF. Yeah, something's going on. Yeah, with all of Anna's money. But at least she is coming back to New York City so we can get her shit together. Yeah, that's what I would think, too. Like, please just come back to the States so I can figure this out. Okay, so this little group, Casey, Jesse, and Rachel, were thinking she must have, like, so much money that she can't keep track of it. She just needs to get organized. And maybe something is going on with Anna's family. Did she overspend her allowance? Why doesn't she just reach out to them for plane tickets and hotel bills, etc.? And then they kind of start to realize that they don't really know much about Anna's family. So Anna gets back and she checks into another hotel. And for weeks, she is in constant communication with Rachel about the money. She is a master manipulator. She sends her fake wire numbers. She has all these excuses why the money's not going through. She also has Rachel correspond with her accountant, Bettina, who in actuality is just Anna using a fake email. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And eventually the lies that she's telling Rachel about the money evolve into that she forgot to pay taxes for her foundation and the IRS has frozen her accounts. Hmm. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert-built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. 
You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language. So I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm, I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is, it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. The, our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. So she screws some more New York hotels over and asks Casey to crash at her place. Casey is like, okay, you can stay here for one night. And Casey says that she offered her some water, you know, and her couch. And Anna said to her, I would prefer that Perrier I saw on the counter, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she don't quit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that Anna intended on staying with Casey a lot longer than she did, but Casey was sure to like give her the boot. But Anna pulled the whole, I left some things behind. Oh, like an old girlfriend? Like an old girlfriend, right? So Casey did not want to let her back in. So she left them with her doorman, who reported to Casey that Anna waited in the lobby for six hours for Casey to get back before giving up and leaving. I would be like, door people call me when that bitch is gone. Yeah. I mean, that's a bonus for New York, right? Everybody's got a door person. Yeah. So after getting the runaround for long enough, they all came to the conclusion, Anna was not the spoiled brat they had initially thought that was just acting careless. It was worse. She was a con. Listen. It was all a con. Okay, uh, did they not Google this girl before? I mean, don't we Google everybody these days? Yeah, and you would see her Instagram with pictures of art on it, and she's in dark rooms wearing big fancy glasses. <laughs> like, they weren't like uh, Googling Anna, so and so, Germany. No, I don't know. Asking. What's your dad's name again? I would be, I would, you know, I don't know. I know, but we're real, we're extra nosy. Yeah. So by this time, Rachel had borrowed money to get by and was dealing with the credit card companies daily. Mm -hmm. And they told her basically to get the charges removed, she had to file a police report for fraud. She still 
considered Anna like a friend. She did not know what was going on, sort of, and she was worried that this would mean Anna would get deported. And she was also worried that if it meant Anna would get deported, she would really never get her money back. Yeah, but, I would have done it. Yeah, well, she was running out of options. So she filed the report and she found out that the police were already looking for Anna because of all the restaurants and hotels that had filed reports against her. So crazy that she got away with this for so long. So long. Yeah. Well, little Miss Anna got wind that the New York City police were looking for her. So she hopped a plane to Los Angeles. Oh. And she checked herself into rehab. Rehab? Yes. Where? she had a motive. Okay. What is so interesting about in Malibu? this is, yes, in Malibu. It's called Passages? Yes, it is called <laughs> Passages. And I'm going to get to that part. Okay. So wouldn't you think it would be Promises? That's like the other big one. That I think that one's in Newport Beach though, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. Okay. I thought it was in Malibu. Okay. I don't know, but I know it's like bougie. It's it's really fancy pants. Yes. So the whole time, she is still texting with Rachel. Like, I don't know what the big deal is. You'll get your money when this gets straightened out. She never gives up the lie that she's an heiress. Mm -hmm. Now, Rachel still wants her ass arrested. So she's playing along. She doesn't shy away from telling Anna, like, hey, you, like, fucked me over. But she also is, like, telling her, I know about a cool art show in L.A. so she can keep tabs on her. Okay? Mm-hmm. So Rachel knows Anna is at rehab in Malibu. There's a lot of rehabs in Malibu. And Anna is initially being elusive as to which one. But probably strategically, Anna knows that the rehab won't tell the police or anyone else while she's there. That she's there. That's right. So that's why she checked into a rehab. HIPAA. Yeah. Okay. So Rachel figures out its passages. Like you. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. And Anna does concede. She's probably feeling real protected in the passages bubble, though. Okay. Rachel lets Anna know that she is going to be in L.A. for work. And get this. Anna asks her to courier over some bottles of Voss water filled with vodka. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, I know I robbed you blind, but could you just stop by the liquor store, empty out some water bottles, fill them with vodka, and send them over to me at the rehab? Send a messenger? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Rachel declined, but she did agree to meet Anna for lunch. And Rachel did not show up for that lunch. Instead, she had police go arrest Anna's ass. Okay. Yes. Yes. Rachel. Yes, Rachel. Okay. So Anna was hauled back to New York City and locked up. And she made headlines as the fake heiress, the Soho grifter. And a strange thing happened. People actually thought Anna was 
awesome. What? Yeah, they did. They started selling shirts in New York that said, not, not a grifter and fake German heiress. And my other shirt will wire you (laughs) $30,000. Okay. I mean, they are funny. It's not funny, right? I mean, maybe it's just me, but I don't think it's cool to rip off businesses or friends. Both of them, I think, are real asshole move. Yeah. Yeah. I think that glorifying Anna really demeans everyone that actually works hard to legit get what they get. Dude, I mean, most of us have to work so hard to not even get near what Anna has gotten in her, you know, five years or whatever that she's been in New York. Yeah. So, and we work our lifetime to try to stay at some bougie hotel, you know? Yeah. (laughs) She's doing it on the regular. Yeah. So there were two articles that were published that took an in-depth look at Anna. And one of them was for New York City Magazine. And that story was actually optioned by Netflix, who is developing a series right now called Inventing Anna. It will premiere this year. The other article was by Rachel before she wrote the book that I read. And that was optioned by HBO, who is also making a movie about Anna, which is also going to premiere this year. The thing about all of this is that Anna is not allowed to profit from her crimes, but Netflix is. So when she went to trial, they hired her a stylist. What? Crazy, right? Yes. Yes. And apparently Anna continued to be a real diva even behind bars about what she would wear. But the stylist said that she believed she would continue to work with Anna in the future. I mean, she was like a little hush hush about what was going on with that. But it has led to speculation that Anna's got plans for herself when she gets out of the clink. Has she gotten sentenced? Yes, she was sentenced to four to 12 years after being found guilty of grand larceny on May 15th, 2019. She is currently serving her sentence at Rikers Island, and she will likely be deported immediately after she's done doing time. She made the statement the day after being sentenced that I'm not sorry, I would be (gasps) lying to you and everyone and myself if I said I was sorry for anything. I regret the way I went about doing certain things. She also said that her motivation was never money. She was power hungry. She also says she's writing a book about her time spent in Rikers while she's in there. Oh, my God. She don't quit. She is an awful human. She is an awful human. Actually, I can't believe she only got like that many years. I feel like this is her, (laughs) I hate to say it, but her freaking white privilege coming out here. Look at this. 
oh, crazy. I mean, and especially if she gets out after four years, give me a break, right? Oh my gosh. I can just can't. I mean, there is some like, she has to pay some like $200 restitution or something. I don't know. It's, it is, it's total crap though. It is total crap. So I'm looking through some pictures of her. Oh yeah. What do you think? So she's got that round face. That's why this big sunglasses look good on her. She looks smart. I mean, she is smart. Yeah. But she looks like a bitch. She is a bitch. (laughs) That too. (laughs) Jail is not looking good on her. No. I'll tell you that. No. She needs makeup to look good. Yeah. And a hairdo. Yeah. But she kind of has this unassuming look. She does. Which I think is why people bought what she was selling. 100% because she actually looks like a she very looks like innocent, a German heiress. Yes. She looks like a very innocent, almost child. Even for how old was she? 25? She was 26 mm-hmm. by. She looks young. She doesn't look sophisticated enough to pull off something like this. She doesn't like, like Omaha. She what? She wasn't sophisticated enough to pull Mm-mm. off Omaha. No. Yeah. A hotel hustle. She's got it. But Fine. Omaha. Yeah, there's a lot of trust fund kids. Well, yeah, because look, can book a hotel. Listen, if I saw her, I'd be like, okay, she's telling me the truth. She looks like a kid. So she's like crying about her daddy's money not getting through. I'd be like, she's probably right. You know, yeah. she's not hustling, writing bad checks here and there. Like, I just don't, you don't see that out of this person. Crazy. Crazy. So fortunately, Rachel was not held liable for the charges she incurred because of Anna. I mean, it was a long, that's like her whole book, you know, a big part of her book is the journey, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Right. And it was like this huge weight on her and she got a book deal. So, I mean, I kind of think it worked out for her, but she says that despite the book deal, she wishes that she had never met Anna, Delvey, Sorokin, whatever, that it was the most stressful thing to ever have happened to her. I mean, listen, she probably has to say that it probably was stressful. This girl, too, is very young. Well, this girl, it was the complete opposite of Anna. What I can tell you is she grew up in Knoxville, Tennessee. You know how hard it is to work your ass up to a photo editor position in Vanity Fair? I mean, she was like, I made it in the fucking city. I'm living the dream, you know? She is total, diligent, hard worker, financially responsible. Yeah, she is... True, true person. Yeah. yeah. Taken by this, this bee, this yeah. Chrissy. <laughs> yeah. And all you can do, you can just imagine that all she could do was just think like, if I would have just been stronger, not handed over my credit card, refused. Oh my gosh. And so what does Anna's parents think of her? No. Anna's parents say, well, for one, Anna said that she says the name Delvey. She wasn't trying to be deceptive by that. That was her mother's maiden name. And her parents say, uh, yeah, we've never heard of the name Delvey. <laughs> <laughs> and they say, uh, we cert- she certainly has never given us money. If every if anybody thinks that that's why she was doing all that check writing and everything. And they don't like it. They're not with it. They think she's bad. Bad news. They want to make and they want to make sure that everybody knows that they want nothing to do with her. I could see that. Hey, so 
I'm looking at this picture. She has these really cute Valentino sandals on in mm-hmm. one of them. And I bought a, this is just ironic because I bought a knockoff version of those and I put them on yesterday and they kind of wrap around your ankle. Yeah. But the, I don't know if this version, the Valentino version has like a adjustable strap, but the fake version does not. And it cut my circulation off and my foot almost fell off. Because of <laughs> but just saying, I'm like, I know those sandals, but I'm sure hers were real Valentinos that she paid with stolen cash. That's right. And only is going to be in the clink for four years, four probably years. max. Right. Yeah. I mean, that is the real question is where are all of Anna's handbags and clothes? Seriously. I'm sure they took them. I'm sure they confiscated yeah. them. But I mean, somebody at the police department at some point is like, or something. I don't know. What yeah, about what? the ones she left behind? Yeah. Somebody hit the jackpot. I know. What do they do with all that stuff? I don't know. Try to sell it. I mean, because who's out of the money? I think the business owners are out of the money because American Express will say, we're not going to pay that bill. You're protected. Her friend, Rachel, was protected because she used American Express. American Express now, I think, tells the business that they're not going to pay them. I think that's how that works. Yeah. I mean, there was a big question about she signed, Rachel signed a pre-authorized statement, but she had to argue that she did it under duress. So I guess it worked out after a really long battle in her favor. Well, and she's right. That the hotel put her under pressure to do it. Yeah. uh, Let me tell you, one thing I learned from reading Rachel's book is that because a lot of it, like I was saying, is about her credit card battle is if you find yourself in a situation where you're going to have to argue charges like this, tell the truth. Tell 100 percent of the truth, because they kept coming back at her back and forth saying, "Okay, well, there was this. And then they say this gives us grounds to void are part of the agreement to, you know, yeah. whatever, keep the charges. But what Rachel had going for her was she she acknowledged, she kept going back and forth saying, no, 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 no. I told you about that pre-authorized payment slip from the get. I told you I signed it. She didn't hide anything. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good case, Scratchy Poo. Oh, thanks. It was uh, a fun one. Yeah, that is a fun one to do. I like that. That reminds me of American Greed. Yeah. Well, I had to, I wanted to listen to this book while I was driving across America, and I didn't want to listen to anything about murder. Anything's murder, because I was scared. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to say, because you didn't want your kids to somehow overhear it. No, I was listening. They were watching Paw Patrol. I was listening on my ear pods. I uh, will tell you, I was listening the other day and I thought the kids had their earphones on, you know, watching a cartoon. And my son was like, mom, you know, I can hear that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, You're like, oh, uh oh, it was just our podcast. So it's not that bad. But unless sometimes my kids have heard our podcast and I've been talking about them and I have to be like, oops, yeah, <laughs> stop. <laughs> 
Yeah. So let's give out some shout outs. Okay. We have some this week. And you guys, a couple things before I give the shout outs. First of all, thank you for all our new Patreon members. If you are a Himalaya member, please switch over to Patreon. We will no longer be uploading anything to Himalaya because it's impossible to They do can it. eat a banana. Bananas. Chrissy, that's them. all we're saying. And a lot so, of bananas for Himalaya. Please switch over to Patreon. We would really appreciate it. And if you're not a Patreon member, Gretchen's going to have a story for you real soon about a crime. And it's a good one. You'll laugh. You'll laugh. I um, promise you'll laugh. Yeah. And then one other thing. If you guys will please tell five of your friends about us. And how much they should listen to our podcast. We would really appreciate it. And if you haven't given us a rating, please do that. Okay. Enough of all that. Enough of all that. Let me get to you guys who we appreciate so much. Nuts and bolts. Let's hear it. There is Mandy J. She says, found my long lost friends. Well, we're so glad you found us. Thanks, Mandy. Yeah. Lynn's Tyson, she says, my favorite. And she says, Chrissy, Disco Biscuit, Clink, etc. She says, thank you. She's paying attention. (laughs) Yeah. And she also grew up in Mountain City, Tennessee. And she said that episode that we did was spot on. Oh, awesome. Thanks. That's a high compliment. Yeah. This one, I love your name, Redneck Tracy. Hi, Redneck Tracy. How much do I love this podcast? Question mark. I seriously love y'all's podcast. How much? Well, I we love you too. Always. <laughs> she says she's always avoided Lorena Bobbitt episodes, and she liked our whole entire episode. Oh, and... Snaps for Tabby did that one. Yeah, thank you. And she's from South Carolina. I love when you guys put where you're from. That's really fun for us. Yeah. And I think that's all for this week. Okay, cool. So thanks so much, guys. We'll give you a shout out if you give us a review. So do it right now. We'll wait. Oh, yeah. We'll wait. We'll wait. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) But we will read it next time. All you do is scroll down if you have an apple. Put the number of stars. Hopefully it's a five star. We'll tell you to eat a dick. Well, Gretchen will tell you. I don't usually say that. And then you can write something. It's yeah. Really cool. And it takes yeah. like five seconds. Okay. I think that's all for today, Gretch. Okay. Oh, did we even talk about what we were drinking? Because I had a new drink. Oh, what are you drinking? Passion Tazo iced tea with vodka. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. That's cool. It. What are you drinking? I am drinking Crystal Light. You know Still. what, you guys? Who has not tried it yet? Because it's the summer. <laughs> it has to be the wild strawberry. We have to tell people that, though. It has to be the wild strawberry. I like them all. I, I even like the pink lemonade. I don't know about that. But the wild strawberry, I do think, is the best. But I, I do like the pink lemonade. You guys, if you haven't drank it yet, if you drink or don't drink, I mean, if you drink, then you can put a little vodka in. If you don't drink, then I'm leave drinking it out. them just with bubbly water, just for a little afternoon refresher. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's so it's great. Refreshing. It's so good. It's like summer, and you guys, you know, 
summer's coming to an end. And you can stop being depressing. And you can put, it has caffeine in it. So you can, oh, that one or caffeine. not caffeine. Yeah, or not caffeine. You guys, all the hair salons here are, can you see my roots, Gretchen? Yes, I can. They're all closed down. Again, in California. Just in time for me to need my hair done. Oh, you come down to my girl. I'll get you in. She's in a doctor's office, so she can still work it out. Yeah, that's true. I think I might have like some backyard again going on soon. So, okay. Clink, clink, everybody. Clink, clink.